We're here with new incarnate word head coach Clint Killo with us today. Coach, how's it been settling in? You, you, you were just announced recently a, a few weeks ago, been on the recruiting trail as everyone's seen on Twitter. What's your first few weeks been like as a new head coach? Um, it's been a, it's been a whirlwind, um, a little bit like drinking out of a fire hose. Um, I got the job right before our North, North Dakota State game um, and then kind of went into to new era mode on uh, December 17th. And it's been a been a whirlwind since um, those first couple of days, really, to be honest with you, um, were, were really me just spending those times kind of getting over that loss. We were four points away from going to a national championship. And, and, and obviously a lot of people were able to put eyes on our program. And so it, it took me a couple of days to kind of let that shake off. Um, got right to the, to the, to the early signing period, was able to have some good relationships with some guys that the previous staff um, recruited. So signed a signed a four guys on the December signing period um, and then went full mid-year mode, which, which people were able to see last week, what we were able to, to do. And then now I'm on the February signing period. So signing, trying to sign that, that future class of UIW football. Coach, you guys have done a great job of that. Was was there any challenge? Because, you know, you weren't announced till after the early signing day was over. You're approaching National Signing Day. How hard was it balancing, you know, we talked before the show, recruiting your own roster while also staying active on the recruiting trail as a new head coach? It wasn't easy. Um, you know, my fiance got on me a little bit about being on the phone a little bit too much. I didn't get a whole lot of sleep. Um, but I mean, you just got to work at it. You got to let people understand that. And, and I think that for the most part, people understand the difficulties that come with, you know, the timing and, and things that come with being a head football coach. And I think that just simply showing somebody that you care enough to reach out and, and give them a phone call or shoot them a text or go see them in person or whatever it may be, um, is invaluable to those relationships, especially with, with guys on our team. Cause they see me every day. You know, I get in here so early and, and stay so late and I'm wheeling and dealing in and out of the office. So I think that they can appreciate the time that I give them. What does it mean to you as a UIW alum to be the head coach at your alma mater after you've won back-to-back Southland championships? When you got the call, when you when, when you got get where you when you were given the word that you were the next guy to follow two great head coaches and Coach Morris and Coach Kenny, what did that mean to you? Uh, I mean, it, it it meant the world to be to be honest with you. Um, you know, this place this place has done a lot for me, and obviously the service level reasons make it a no-brainer for me to take this job, but. But I've, I've, I've learned a lot on and off the field as a player, as a man, um, as a football coach. And, and you talk about guys like like Eric Morris and, and G.J. Kinney. And those guys have kind of helped mold me into the person that I am today. Um, I've seen the ups. I've seen the downs. Um, I've seen, you know, how to handle players, how not to. And, and the experiences that those guys allowed me to have while being on their staffs, um, I'm forever grateful for. So, you know, getting this opportunity, it, 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 uh, it means a lot to me. And for you, uh, we we've we know you've been on the staff. Listen, the wide receiver development has been outrageous. For you to see Darian have the success he has, Taylor Grimes, I mean, the list goes on and on. What does it mean to you to see those guys getting that opportunity at the next level and being, I believe you guys had two of the top five wide receivers in FCS this year in terms of production. For you, what's the key to developing wide receivers and having the success you guys have had through the air? Uh, well, I think I think regardless of the position, it's always relationship based. I mean, those those guys, we bring a lot of talented guys in, but if they don't trust us and they don't believe in in what we're teaching, then it's 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 pretty irrelevant. I mean, those guys are super talented, but I think the fact that they trusted um, my coaching points, and I think that the fact that I instill those guys with a tool belt, 
You know I mean? They're good football players, but I don't ever want to make wide receivers robots. And that's kind of my approach. And I've taken a lot of that from, from coach Morris, who's kind of been my mentor in the, in the receiver game. Um, but giving those guys a tool belt and, and allowing them to be in control of the game within a confinement of, of what I want them to do and, and being intentional with my coaching points and, and things like that. But I mean, those guys work their tails off and, and, uh, they're going to have a lot of success coming their way. Those guys, they, they mean the world to me. Um, I do this for the relationships. I've been behind a desk right out of college, um, and I told myself I was never going to do it again. Um, and, and the relationships that, that I have with those guys, with the, the relationships that I have with the Trevor Beggies, um, the Robert Farrells, um, that's why I do this. So I'm excited to expand that and, and, and uh, make it outside of just the receiver room. You announced your staff – recently on social media a lot of big time names on that staff including you know texas legend kenny hill and and a, and a bunch of other names people are going to recognize what were you looking for in your staff and what were some of the challenges as a first time head coach that you had to overcome in building your first staff yeah i mean i think uh, when, when when i was looking to hire a staff and, and to be honest with you you know that was probably one of the the, the hardest things for me um and it really kind of touched my soul in a way just because you know, you're, you're, you're putting men in front of young men that are going to, that are going to try to help them chase their dreams. Um, and there's a lot of great, there's a lot of good football coaches out there. Um, and there's a lot of good football coaches that I, that I didn't hire, um, you know, and, and those are decisions that I had to make. But I think what it came down to is, is each guy, you know, and when I, when I looked at them, what, what are their superpowers? What set of superpowers does each coach have? And do they have a set of superpowers that can allow for, the student athletes that are here and that are going to be coming here to reach their dreams, right? Because if these kids are reaching their dreams, if you're putting Darian Chafin and, and Taylor Grimes and Kelechi Anya-Lavechi and, and all these guys into the NFL, then, then we're probably going to have a pretty good football team, right? Because, you know, while this is a collective game and, and this team has to have its successes, there comes individual success with it as well. If they can be the best at their jobs, then this team's going to be the best at its job, which is winning football games and winning championships and um, getting to Frisco. Because that's where the mindset of this program and this team is, and that's the standard that's been set. And you talk about the standard. That actually was leading to my next question. You know what the standard is. You've won the Southland Championship. You've been to the semifinals just a handful of plays away from the national championship. How do you look to continue that standard and implement that into your system as you become the face of Incarnate Word moving forward? Well, I think it's I think it's creating an edge. I think that it's, it's being intentional with what we do. We're going to win with intention at UIW. Okay. Um, intentional detail, intentional effort, intentional love, and intentional trust. If we can build on those four intentional pieces as pillars, then we'll win with intention. Everything that we do is going to have a purpose behind it, right? So, you know, and I've made a huge emphasis on the fourth quarter, right? One thing that I that I picked up on um, in our North Dakota State game that I, that I really respected those guys for is they held their fours up from the fourth quarter. So as soon as that third quarter ended to that ball was put down for the next the next uh, – snap of the fourth quarter, their fours are up in the air. And it's a mindset, okay? So we're going to be um, four points in four quarters better this year. That's our mentality. Absolutely. And that and that's that's going to be unassured, and we're going to attack it every single day, whether it's, you know, in the weight room or early morning this morning, they're out there, they're, they're running, and, and we're going to have intention with everything we do, and, and we're going to build upon the success that we've created. How much do you think that experience is going to play into this year? Just even though you guys came up a few plays short, just being in that moment, knowing what it feels like to be right there, how valuable do you think that is for the guys who are coming back to your program and, and yourself as a coach? What did you learn from this this 
I, in my opinion, this was one of the greatest seasons in Cardinal Ward history. What did you What did you learn as a coach this year? Um, what do you learn as a coach? To be honest with you, I, I'd like to sit down after we get through the February signing period and, and sit down and write everything that I've learned. Um, you know, because there's there's so many experiences. Every every year is a new year. You know, and and just to go back a little bit, I mean, we've 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 had a lot of buzz about the the mid year transfers that we've been able to bring in some of the high school guys that we've been able to sign. But, I mean, we're bringing back some tremendous pieces. I mean, you talk about guys like Brandon Richard, Sam Latham, Stanley Mark, Jaden Borjas. I mean, we're Sean Holton. We're bringing back some really, really pivotal pieces that know how to win and know how to hold trophies up. So the pieces that I'm bringing around them, you can't, you can't ignore the core. The core is, is what we have. These guys have put in a lot of time and a lot of effort here. Um, and those guys are really important to me. So I think, you know, one thing off the top that I – that's one thing that I learned is that the core of your football team is the most important and you have to covet that and you have to hold that, you know, in a special place and, and you can't ever let that, that, that get, you know, deteriorated or, or anything in that manner. And you know this, you were on the staff. A lot of media members counted you guys out this year. You lose Cameron Ward to Washington state with coach Morris and everyone said, Oh, it's over. Incarnate word, yeah. not making it. You bring in Lindsey Scott. He, in my opinion, just my opinion, the greatest college football season ever at any level you just had yeah i mean amazing season you guys have a quarterback battle this year you bring in zach calzada you sign him you bring in multiple other transfers some high school guys what are you looking for in a qb battle and it, as your time on the staff you saw what happened this past season with Lindsay coming in to replace cameron what are you guys looking for in a quarterback to lead this team next season who's going to lead from the front who's who's not afraid of that moment um, and, and, and you don't just show up on September 3rd or, or whenever opening kickoff is and just lead from the front. You're not the first guy to run out of the tunnel. I mean, those those fingers, who's first in the weight room? You know, who's who's putting their hand down in the dirt when we're running wind sprints? Who's who's the first to class? Who's when I you know, I spent yesterday walking the campus just to make sure that our guys are on time to class. They're sitting in the front. And they're doing the right things because, you know, not only do those guys have to carry themselves on the field, but they got to do it off of it as well. You know, every everything that you do matters. You know, so, you know, the evaluation will start. It's already started, you know, so um, you got to be able to lead from the front. You, you can't be afraid of that moment because, you know, college athletes are, are walking lie detectors. They see through a lot of the smoke and mirrors and things like that, especially when it comes to leadership, both on and off the field from a player and a coach's standpoint. So, um, you know, being genuine, being authentic and, and being intentional is, is the things that I'm looking for. And going into next season, you guys have a lot of expectations. Do you feel any pressure as back-to-back champions your first year to continue the winning tradition at Incarnate Word next season? Nothing changes. Football is football, is football at the end of the day, man. We have to uh, put our cleats on. we got to put our pants on, our pads and our helmets. Um, and we got to go execute. I love that answer. And, Coach, recruiting's changed so much. Me and you talked a little bit before the show about recruiting your own roster, about getting in the transfer portal. The JUCO circuit in Texas is huge as well, along with one of the best high school states in the country. How do you and your staff plan to balance all those different avenues on the recruiting trail? Is there a certain percentage? Is it just year by year? What's your plan to attack the recruiting trail as as the head coach? Yeah, I, I don't think that you can get specialized in, you know, we're just going to recruit high school or we're just going to recruit the portal um, or we're just going to recruit junior college. I think that you have to recruit kids, regardless of where they're from, that work at your program, that work at UIW. Um, and, and, you know, some of the things that, that it takes to, to be successful at UIW and some of the things that, that we look for when we recruit really is 
do they love football? Do they know how to respond when they're told no? And do they produce productive energy, right? Do they make the people that are around them regardless? And they don't have to, you know, be loud, you know, vocal leaders. Maybe they just lead by example. Like I like Taylor Grimes, just gets his work in every single day at the highest level, you know, so whatever they're doing, are they putting off energy that makes somebody a little bit better, gets a little bit more out of that rep that they're doing. So those are the three things. Do they love football? Do they know how to respond to being told no? And can they have productive energy? They can do those three things. And, and obviously they got to be a good football player and they have to have a skill set. And they're probably going to be really, really successful, which all the guys that we talked about, you know, Taylor Grimes, Darian Chafin, Kelechi Anulabechi, all these guys, they all do those things. So, And in the state of Texas, I mean, well, we can probably spend 15 minutes on this interview naming colleges, junior colleges in the state of Texas. How challenging is it to recruit such a populated state with all these colleges? And how do you guys separate yourself from all the other schools in Texas that are trying to get that talent? Also, the national schools that are entering the state as well. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 difficult. It, you know, my perspective is a little bit different. I mean, I think it's it's fun, to be honest with you. It's fun to compete. I, I, I enjoy competing. That's why I'm sitting in this chair, in my opinion. Um, you know, the transfer portal and, and really just college football and recruiting in general these days is has you don't have to just be in Texas to recruit Texas. You know what I mean? I mean, we signed a, a mid-year wide receiver, Jalen Travis, from Butler Community College, who's a Mansfield kid. So there's Texas kids all over. So I think that there's, you know, there's value in bringing – Texas kids back to Texas too. You know, obviously we want to recruit the Texas kids that are still here, um, but kind of looking holistically, you know, and, and bringing those kids back to the state. Cause there's something about this state that people love and they can't get too far away from. I know that my first job was at Bowling Green, Ohio, and I froze my tail off in the summer and couldn't wait to get back to Texas. So I know what that feels like. So, um, you know, just putting an emphasis on finding kids that, that want to come back to the state is huge. Um, but we've also had kids, from outside of Texas that, that have come here and been pr super productive guys like Brandon Porter, who's a California kid for, that was an all American at Northern Arizona has come here and was, you know, despite some injuries has thrived, you know? So again, it just goes back to, to, can they do those three, can they do those three things? They love football, right? Um, do they know how to respond to being told no? And then can they produce productive energy? So I think that that's the biggest thing and, you know, separating ourselves. Um, I mean, the proof is in the work. I mean, I think that we've had a pretty good resume. I mean, we talk about back-to-back -back championships, but we also got to talk about three out of the last five. I mean, we also won the conference championship in 2018 and, and are arguably one of the fastest rising FCS programs in the country, you know, because in 2017, this was a one in 10 program. What a, what a turnaround. What a, what a, yeah. Lightning in a bottle. And, and we got to continue to, to, to build on that and, and do those things. And, and I think we, I think our brand of football, we, we attack on defense and, and we attack on offense and, and kids want to do that because it, it empowers them to, you know, hey, this, this is my skill set and this is what we're going to do and, and this is how we're going to do it. Uh, and I, I love that answer. And the final question, Coach, kind of a two-parter is one, what's, what's, what's your message to the team this year about their expectations? And two, what's your message to the fans out there about what they can expect from you as a head coach and what you need from them in terms of support and things like that? Yeah, I mean – to my team, nothing really changes. I think that just or, or stating that this is this is what it is. This is who we are. This is who we've been for the last five years, and nothing is changing. If anything, we're going to kick it up a little notch because you know every year you have your doubters. What is what is the doubt this year? We lost some some guys to graduation. There were some guys to the portal. So I welcome those things and I put it out in front of them. Right? 
this is what we have. These are the doubts. These are the challenges. But our standard has not changed. So we're going to attack this thing every single day. So I think, you know, just just putting that out there and, and letting it be known that this is who we are and this is who we're going to continue to be. And I'll be the first one to kick the door down. Y'all just follow right behind me and we'll, we'll, we'll get after it. Um, I think that fans, um, I'm going to be genuine. I mean, I'm going to be myself day in and day out. I'm a, I'm a 29-year-old head coach. Um, my last snap of college football was seven years ago. Um, so, so I can, I can see things from a unique perspective. You know, I can see things from a coach's perspective. I can see things from the player's perspective. Um, so I'm going to be genuine. I'm going to be intentional every single day. Um, we're going to be fast paced on offense. Um, we're going to get after you on defense and heat it up in the backfield. And, and, uh, we're going to be a fun brand of football, just like we have been. And, and that's not going to change. And, and what a great city to do it in five minutes downtown or from downtown and, and, uh, in the great city of San Antonio, it don't get much better. You are not lying. I know San Antonio. I, I, my, my dad is an absolute huge fan of San Antonio, and I told him I was like, I got to go to Incarnate Word for a game this year, and he was like, I'm coming. He was like, I'll be the cameraman, the the boom mic know. man. Yeah, <laughs> loves it. But coach, I appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the job, guys. You do not want to miss Incarnate Word football. There's a reason their whole playoff run was ranked in the top 100 college football games of this past season. Every single game was a must-watch game of probably the FCS playoff history in that Sacramento State win, 66-63 over the Hornets. But, guys, for, for, co for, for Coach here, for myself, and for the Blue Bloods, we are out for right now.